afternoon, Bards Nation. How are you all doing today? It is Monday, November 21st, 2022, and this is Bended Knee. Scott had an appointment today, so I will be taking over just for this show. And I will be back tonight being interviewed by Scott. It's going to be a very fun episode tonight on Bards FM because we're going to go over everything, um, kind of theories of what we're looking at, what we're seeing in this world. Um, it may have collectively come across as a very slow weekend, but it was not. It was actually a pretty interesting week, and a lot of stuff is going on. Um, we're going to be talking tonight everything from uh, what's going on with Twitter and Elon Musk, what um, is deal with the deal with Artemis. There was another new uh, spacecraft, uh, a new spacecraft apparently that has been up in space, and it landed four days after the elections. And we're going to be going into that, into what focus is. That would be uh, an, an uh, anagram, F-O-C-U-S. And uh, it's pretty interesting what this stuff is, but we will be going over that this evening. Um, after the prayer, I'm going to be kind of getting back into what I'll be talking about over the weekend. We uh, have taken the opportunity on a Kilted Christian on Brothers in the Bible on the weekend, on the last couple of weekends, to go over women in the Bible and uh, other different scriptures throughout the Bible and I'm just kind of blown away with how all this connected. So I'm going to get back into that after we get into our prayer today and just talk about the importance of why we're all here right now. And even though it may seem like we don't have a big purpose, God has got this beautiful scripted elaborate plan from the beginning to the end and everything is accounted for. And we all have a huge purpose on this earth right now, no different than they did back in the time when scripture was written. But before we get into the uh, prayer um, gosh, you know, we, we say all the time, how, how evil is this world? How much, how much more chaos and how much more evil could be happening in this place right now? 
And I came across this. So I'm going to play this video for you. It's about a minute long and it is um, graphic, uh, graphic content. So if you have any children, unplug um, their ears, turn this off, get back to it later on. But this is absolutely worth hearing because this is the stuff that's going on in our world that we just don't see. Of all the evil that we have pointed out and we talk about constantly, this is just something that a lot of people don't notice. So for those of you that like McDonald's and uh, other fast food restaurants, I'd imagine after you hear this, you're probably not going to ever eat fast food again. So uh, guys, plug your, your kids' ears if they are there. Um, this is definitely worth listening to. Children of uh, our enemy, which is the white race, and uh, we bring them to the basements in the synagogues where we uh, drain the blood and uh, watch them die there. It's very similar to how we do uh, uh, the, uh, the, the sacrifices that we do with the uh, kosher butchering, and uh, so we do that, and then uh, we mix it with the Passover bread, and so we eat the blood of our enemies and the bodies. Eh, we're not cannibals, so what we do is we take those because we can make some shekels and we give them to the slaughterhouses and those are pounds and pounds and pounds of meat that we grind up in the sausage and the hamburger and that's why we made those the most popular things, sausage for breakfast and hamburger for lunch. And so all the Goyamah here are really eating their children. And uh, even when we say this outright and tell you people, you don't believe it. So... Yeah, that was pretty horrifying. And I had come across this about a year ago. I am actually dug in and did some research, found a couple of other sources that verified the same exact thing. So then I started digging into McDonald's in particular, um, but don't think that Taco Bell, Burger King, and some of the rest of these are not involved in this as well. So we heard the stories years ago about um, – you know, Animal 57, I believe what they called it, you know, that replaced chicken at your Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is basically like crop-grown chicken that have just big enough brains to survive but not do what a normal chicken does, and they grow kind of like a cabbage patch. And I found that to be pretty disgusting. So, obviously, you know, when I came across this video a while back and started finding other videos, I started really digging into it, and I found out that many of the testing – um, almost all the testing at all of these establishments from McDonald's, Burger King, and so forth around this world have found traces of human in there. And they always um, – in their meat. And they always have excuses to where this came from. Oh, well, somebody lost a finger. Or that's why it was in there, something like that. But it goes a whole lot deeper. And we know about the adrenochrome. And, uh, you know, he specifically said drinking the blood of our enemies. And that's what he's referring to, the goyim, which would be the white people, the non-Jews. And they literally um, utilize the blood from these sacrifices, but they apparently, he said, we're not cannibals. We don't eat the meat. So they process it, and instead they make money off of it by putting it around into uh, pretty much every fast food restaurant that we eat around this world. So, yeah, it's pretty disgusting. And, you know, we, we know that this fast food stuff's not good for us anyways. But this right here, if you never had a reason to quit eating fast food, here you go. And it's also, you know, to bring us in a little bit further, it's also important to start reading everything that you purchase from a store off that shelf because a lot of these companies do the same thing. Lord knows what's in it. it you know, at the very least, it's genetically um, altered or genetically modified food that we just don't want to eat because it's terrible for us. And it's got all the fructose corn syrups and everything else, which is bad for us. But this is a whole nother level. And I've also had the theory for a while um, that these impossible meats that they're putting out, these vegetarian non-meat meats um, 
are definitely meat. And I guarantee if you did a little bit of testing, you would probably find human meat in this as well. So this is how evil this world is. You know, like I said, at the very least, we thought fast food was just bad for us. But then we end up running into situations like this, which is absolutely disgusting and horrible. And what do we do? When we're busy, we run by these fast food restaurants and we feed the same stuff to our children. So we need to be a little bit more wise about what we do. If there wasn't ever a more important reason to grow your own food, start gardening, you know, for preparation, here's another great reason to grow your own food because at least you know what you're getting out of your garden. Same thing with hunting. Guys, learn how to hunt and do this stuff yourself um, because this is going to be – there's a lot of stuff to fix in this world. And in my opinion, this is probably one of the bigger ones right along with sex trafficking and uh, child trafficking. That being said um, – just to kind of rough and what we're going to be getting into tonight, talking about what's been going on at Twitter. Now, we know um, many of you don't trust Musk. I don't trust Musk, but I will give credit where credit's due. When he got in there, he fired um, 75% of his uh, staff, all right? Well, apparently Twitter is running as good, if not better, than it was before he fired that 75%. So what were those 75% doing? Well, I've got a feeling that uh, the trafficking and the sex trafficking, child trafficking, human trafficking that's been going on on Twitter, I always imagined that this stuff was actually taking place by a third-party resources that were doing it on Twitter and some of these social media sites that were just being ignored by the people that worked at Twitter. I'm starting to wonder if the people that they fired at Twitter were actually doing this. It was an inside operation with the human trafficking because after he fired that 75%, 75% of the child trafficking and porn child related sites on Twitter have been removed or they have removed themselves. So it tells you that there is something bigger going on than we can see. Once again, I do not trust Musk. Um, you know, I, I think my had plenty of reasons not to trust him, but then when I saw him wear that um, Devil's uh, Warrior's armor on Halloween, that was pretty much a big red flag, I think, for many of us. However, this kind of goes back into the fact, you know, something that Scott's been talking about on his show multiple times is what are we dealing with? Are we dealing with white hats versus black hats? Are we dealing with uh, two sides of the elites that are battling each other? One just happens to be a little bit more evil than the other. We'll see. Like I said, I don't trust... Uh, Musk, but I am very, very happy because uh, I, along with many others, have been um, active in, you know, researching and exposing the pedophilia and the child trafficking that's been going on on Twitter. So I can be at least thankful for the fact that somebody has stepped up and started removing this because that's one of the worst things that we have to watch is the crimes against our children. All right, guys, it is 11 minutes after the hour. So let us do a little bit of a prayer war right now um do a little bit of that spiritual warfare which is so important more than it ever has been so please bow your heads dear heavenly father thank you for everything that you have blessed us with your lord thank you for letting us wake up again today just because today you promised us but you didn't promise tomorrow dear lord so i ask that you be with us all you bless us all. You put a hedge of protection over us all. And please let us utilize every second that we have on that day that you promised, which is today, to serve you in the greatest ways that we possibly can. Dear Lord, for those of us that don't know what our purpose is, we know that you do have a purpose for us, dear Lord. So please give us a discernment, a little bit of understanding to know how we can be most effective right now to serve you during this time. Dear Lord, we know that you have made many promises in the Bible, and many of those scriptures are starting to come to pass right now. Many of the prophecies that you have prophesied are coming through right now. Euphrates River's drying up. 
um, the Jewish people right now, the Zionists, are now talking about how they've been conversing with their new Messiah, which we know to be the Antichrist. Dear Lord, we know that we are expecting those five cows soon because now the, the five red calves, because now they are talking about building the third temple, which is another sign that you told us to watch out for upon your son's return. So dear Lord, I ask us during, ask you during these times, dear Lord, just give us patience, give us calmness, give us courage and strength, never to bow down to the enemy, dear Lord, but to only drop to our knees for you. Let us all stand up and serve you in the best ways that we possibly can. And let us lift each other up so that we can all succeed in what you have blessed us with. Dear Lord, we know that times are going to get a little bit more rough, but you have woken us up right now. You, you have given us that relationship with you right now so that we have can give other people a chance to find that relationship with you. I've said it before, dear Lord, we don't have the ability to save souls, but you do. But we do have the ability on this earth to help people find that relationship with you so that they have that opportunity to have their soul saved, so that they can have that eternal life that we seek so much, dear Lord. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for bringing us together with all these beautiful friends that we have right here in chat, all the people that we run into. Let us utilize each moment, dear Lord, to do what we can to help wake others up so that we can not only defeat their army, but strengthen yours. Dear Lord, we know that your time is coming. And we know, dear Lord, that we need to be ready, but let us do what we can to prepare other people so that they may be ready like we are. Dear Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Tell you guys, it's as a, uh, you know, it, it's chaotic. It does get a little nerve wracking. We do feel that anxiety, but we all have it. And the Lord is watching over us and he's going to steer us away from that because remember this is he never ever puts us into a situation that we can't work through. And I've got some beautiful examples um, that I'm going to talk about right now that just kind of go along with what we've been talking about over the last couple of weekends on Kilted Christian. So for those of you guys that haven't seen or did not listen to last night's episode, um, we covered Esther, which Scott had done a show about Esther um, at another point. And, you know, as I'm doing these research, and it's so funny because, you know, how many times have we read scripture? And maybe we've read it a couple of times, some certain verses, and it just didn't make any sense to us. Or or we perceived it one way, and then we go down and we read a couple of more scriptures in, in different books, and it all comes together. And one thing to me that just is just mind-blowing is, you know, for anyone that questions out there, you know, God's existence or how well everything is planned on this earth and well-scripted and, and how each of us has a purpose, you know, God— they said that God knows every hair on our head, and there's no question about that. He knew who we were before we were on the womb of our mother, and he had a plan for us. And the plan started the moment we entered our mother's womb well before our birth. And then after our birth, we spent our lives um, honing these skills and learning these things, coming across different situations. Some of us went through certain trials and tribulations, and we hated it at the time. We didn't understand it. But then we find out later in our life that those trials and the tribulations ended up being blessings because it got us through tough situations. It strengthened us and it gave us stories to tell others who may be in similar situations, which helped pull them out of the flames of hell and bring them right here to a point where they find that relationship with God. And a great example was Esther. So, you know, many of you um, know the story of Esther, but for those of you, you know, just know a little bit about it, I'm just going to be brief about what's going on is that God utilized, just like Joseph um, back in the time with the Pharaoh, is he put people in a situation that was unfamiliar to them, that was foreign to them. And in Esther's case, she was orphaned. She ended up um, being a queen 
of um, Xerxes the first, who was a king of Persia. Xerxes the first was, you know, a pretty arrogant person. Just at that time, everybody wanted to have the most beautiful, shiny things, the shiniest diamond, the heaviest gold. They wanted things that represented and showed their stature in the world. And one of those things besides the, those tangible would be beauty and a wife. And that was one thing that Xerxes was really big on is, is showing off and bragging about the women in his life, just showing how beautiful his queens were. Well, the first queen that he brought out um, to show off to his kingdom, just to kind of brag about the beauty, once again, just raising his stature a little bit. And the queen didn't want to come out. So he ended up getting rid of her. And, you know, I'm not sure what he meant by get rid of her. If he exiled her from the kingdom, if he killed her, but nonetheless, like she betrayed him and he turned. So he ended up having a pageant. And at this pageant, it was basically an opportunity to pick out his new wife. And he ended up picking Esther. And of all the things that are mentioned in the Bible, superficial aspects aren't mentioned that much. And in this case, he focused on the beauty of Esther because Esther's beauty was very important and integral to what happened in this situation. So she goes in and she's so beautiful, like just probably the most beautiful girl that, that was in there. And at this time she was part of a harem and he ended up making her his wife. And she, at that point had not mentioned where she was from or who she was originally, but she was no different than Joseph, you know, Jewish descent who was put into a land as to what, you know, I refer to as the land of affliction. So it wasn't the land of the Holy Father. It wasn't the Holy Lands, heavenly lands. She was, you know, just like Joseph. She was dressed in clothes that weren't of her kingdom. She was living in a land of a kingdom. She was under the rule of a king that wasn't part of God's holy kingdom. But God, in this case, utilized sin um, against, or as far as Xerxes is concerned, the lust of his heart in order to choose and to pick Esther. Now, this is where it gets awesome. One of the things in the Bible that I think, you know, in my opinion, is probably pretty boring. And I think it'd be boring to many of you feel the same way. And it's not something that you're going to go to church and, and they're going to do an hour of who begat so-and-so. And that would be the bloodlines that are mentioned in a couple of the scriptures in the Bible. And how these bloodlines are so important. And I didn't realize the importance of these bloodlines until recently. When I started, you know, when I originally did the story of Joseph and then I moved on to Esther. So what do these have in common? Well, they were picked by God to serve a great purpose, and that would be saving the, the holy people or the Jewish people of that, of that land. And they were both, just like Joseph, Esther was also favored by a king that wasn't part of the holy or the Christian religion. But she was chosen to fit this mold in order to set things in motion for what takes place in the rest of the scripture. And this is where all this ties in. So I started digging a little bit further. I was talking to Jeff from Brothers in a Bible. And we found something interesting is that Esther came from the bloodline of Benjamin. So how does that tie in? If you guys remember and you go back to Joseph, um, we remember most people look at Joseph being this integral um, person, you know, kind of the, the most important part of what Joseph was talking about in the Bible because he had like this whole this whole um, verse is written about him and his importance. But his importance was as important as what he was doing because he was saving the Jews, not just the Jewish society, but he was making sure that Benjamin and the brothers were also alive and safe so that they could pass on the bloodlines that Christ and or that God had talked about earlier about, you know, every so many generation or every generation would have one specific person that was born that would carry on the bloodline of David and on back. Well, Esther came from the bloodline of Benjamin, which relates directly into Joseph. So 
as big as the stories we thought that Joseph had, this important aspect of why he was where he was um, under the Pharaoh. And it turned out that even though his, his story was interesting and very important, it was whole purpose was to make sure that the bloodline was actually passed on by, by saving his family. So Benjamin um, ended up having a bloodline, which ends up going down to Esther. And Esther was also chosen by God to be put into the place to where she could end up saving the Jews. So it just shows you how intricate and beautiful God's plan is all the way from the beginning to the end. Everything was put there for a reason. Every person was put there for a reason. And although some people in the Bible may have or may seem more significant than others, everyone mentioned the Bible and even some that weren't mentioned in the Bible had significant purposes. And we don't know what that is. It may have been somebody that was never mentioned and they never brought up in the Bible that was there that basically set things in motion for Esther to do what she was doing. See, this is the beauty of what's going on right now and why we're here right now on this earth and the importance of our purpose here because we don't realize the significance of why we're here and what we're doing. We may think that all we're doing is just talking to a couple of people a day, putting out a thread, maybe putting out a video or something that may or may not go anywhere. We don't see the significance of what we're doing, just like Joseph didn't see the significance of what he was doing and Esther didn't see the significance of what she was doing. And it was never pretty. God told us that by loving him with all of our hearts, we would be persecuted. People would hate us. And we're seeing that more and more now. But one thing that Conley pointed out last night in the show that kind of blew my mind, I never thought about it, is that we complain, we whine because we hate. We just do not like what's taking place and what's transpiring on this earth. We don't like it. But we're, we haven't even seen, we feel like we're being persecuted, but we haven't even seen persecution yet. This persecution is going to be ugly. Remember, there were people in Scripture that lost their lives serving Christ. Matter of fact, um, the apostles and disciples that went off for Jesus after Jesus rose, um, they all died gruesome deaths. The only one that didn't was John the Elder. They couldn't kill him. God wasn't done with him yet, so he put him on, on Patmos Island where he ended up writing the final book that we know right now in the Bible, which is Revelation. And it just amazes me that how every bloodline, every person in that Bible made it possible for the other books that followed later um, before Christ all the way to after Christ um, died on that cross and rose from that grave. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for what took place all the way through Scripture. And it's no different today. People understand how much God loves you, how much God loves me, how much God loves all of us to, to have us here at this time, have us here to to be awake and to help wake people up because one thing that you do may end up changing this entire world and you may die never knowing the impact that you had and the influence that you made just like esther just like joseph times got tough joseph spent time in prison before he ended up serving his purpose esther was part of a concubine before she ended up serving her purpose and saving the jews and her time there was not pretty. It was very ugly. And I find it to be quite fitting, as Conley pointed out last night, that the book that follows Esther, 17th book in the Bible, Esther, is Job. And Job, um, you know, many people don't like that one. My stepmother's a great example. She does not like the book of Job because it's, you know, she looks at it as being so negative. 
And I don't see the negative in it. I see the beauty and the positive. I see God teaching us how to have faith, to hold on to that faith because we can't love God without that faith. Faith is absolutely important. And faith is what keeps us moving forward. It keeps us going further and further into scripture so that we have a better understanding of it, a better understanding today than we did yesterday. And that's the beauty is that, you know, many of us, some of us have read the Bible from front to back. I'm not one of those people. I've been one to just kind of open and move around. To me, Bible would be equivalent to like a choose your own adventure book. If you guys remember those back in the day where you just kind of open it and then you find whatever verse I feel that God has led me to. And I read that and then I end up, you know, reading everything before and after that as well, because one thing ties into the other and it brings the whole verse together. But the Bible itself, each book, each verse, each story, each person that was in the Bible is what brings the Bible together. Each person in that Bible is a puzzle piece that made the whole story possible, that made Jesus's life possible. The people that served, that spread that message, like God asked us, you know, Jesus asked us to run out and spread the gospel to the world. That's our job right now. And no matter how insignificant you feel personally that your role is in this spiritual war, it is not insignificant because every puzzle piece is important to completing the entire puzzle. And that is why God has chosen us at this moment to be here, to serve him, to do exactly what we're doing right now, to come together in community um, on these shows. Because we see right now, just like just like it was promised um, or God, Jesus told us, is that our churches will be infiltrated. Our schools will be infiltrated. Brother would turn against brother, father against son friend against friend. And this is what we're seeing right now. But guess what else I'm also seeing? I'm seeing a lot of people that are waking up. I'm seeing people start questioning these elections. I'm seeing people start questioning our government on a major scale. People that I had never ever thought would wake up to see what was going on are now seeing the corruption, believing in the new world order they used to call conspiracies. I've met people recently that I never thought would come to God. A couple of them were witches, people that spent most of their lives studying paganism, doing altar practices, working in a, a, a doing a cult, um, have come around to God because they realized that the power wasn't within ourselves, that the power doesn't come from the earth. The power comes from Jesus Christ and God. People, this is the most beautiful thing is that God has the ability to turn all hearts. And I have experienced it more and more and more over the last couple of years than I ever have. I myself was one that I thought would never come around and have the relationship with Jesus that I do now. Um, I'm not ready. I'm not finished. My relationship has a long ways to go. I have a long ways to go as a person. That's the great thing is that when God, when Jesus died on that cross, he gave us the opportunity as sinners to find that path into heaven and for eternal, to have our, our souls eternally safe in heaven. And we need to have that same patience and love that God had when he gave his son for that cross. For us, we need to have that same patience for others. Because like I said, over the last couple of years, especially people that I never thought would come to God have come to God in beautiful and miraculous ways. Some people are fortunate enough to find God and then God gives them their purpose. But in many occasions, there have been people that didn't believe in God, that didn't have that relationship with God, that didn't even want to take time to read scripture. But God said, I've got a plan for you and I needed you to be the way that you were right now in order to complete this plan. And in the process of doing God's work, guess what? 
they end up becoming God's warriors, possibly in some cases, some of God's greatest warriors. And we've seen that exampled in the Bible as well. So yes, as humans, we're going to stumble, but we need to get ourselves back up and we need to help lift other people back up as well so that we can serve our purpose, just like Esther served hers, just like Joseph served hers. And, and it also, it ties into all the other people, you know, Moses, David, all of these people that God have given, um, have, have, has anointed for a purpose of his, did they know that they had a purpose coming? No. Some of them didn't even have a relationship with God, but they ended up completing the purpose because when God sets you up on something, you're going to see it through because that little thing, that thing that you may seem to be so small and so insignificant could end up having the biggest impact on what transpires coming up here in the future and you never saw it coming. I love God. I just, you know, we, we could get God's plan in our heads. Our heads would explode. So we just need to be a little bit patient during these times. And I'm learning that a little bit more and more every single day, just how to be a little bit more patient, not just with what's going on in the world, but what's going on with others, those people that are slow to wake up, those people that are slow to find that relationship with God. Never forget, if God worked in your life to help you become the person you are today, to help you find that relationship that you have with Jesus today, then God can do that for many other people. And right now, it may come to a time of war. It may come to a time of war because God is going to win this one way or the other. But right now, it's not time to throw the rocks yet. It's not time to pull the swords from our sheaves. Our job right now is to help build his army, is to help waking people up bit by bit by bit so that they can start off with questions, build that relationship, find what we have today, and then do what we're doing right now and working harder every single day so that we can build our relationship a little bit stronger with Christ every single day. Wake up one day where we aren't doing the sins that we send most of our lives and we're working on the next things. We're repenting every single day. We're building our armor and we're getting ready for this war in the way that God needs us in this war right now. And that is spreading the gospel, being patient, and just knowing and trusting and having the faith in God that everything that he promised us from Daniel all the way to the end of Revelation is going to transpire. When God says something, it comes true. Unlike us who have the ability to lie, God does not. So you can guarantee if it is written down, if God has said this is what's going to happen or he has sent it to his disciples or apostles to tell the world that this is where we're going, you can guarantee that it's going to happen. And when you start looking at the, some things in the world, which can be manipulated by man, you look at other things like, for instance, the Euphrates River drying up. And then you have no question that God is in the midst of fulfilling the promises that he gave to us. And what is that great promise? Guys, he's coming back for us. He's coming home. He's going to destroy all the evil that has ruled this world over the last thousand, two thousand, whatever plus years. He's going to take us home. He's going to destroy the evil. And we're going to have that heaven and that love. And we're never going to have to worry about any of the stuff that we're worried about right now, which is why it's important for us not to worry about this right now. And how do you not worry? Focus on God. Put everything into God's hand. Just like Jeff reminds me of daily. Just let it go. Put it into God's hands. Get on your knees and ask him to take the weight of the world off of you. And that's exactly what I'm learning to do day by day. It's exactly what most of you are learning to do day by day. And on those days that's rough for you, that's a little bit rougher than others, guys, that's why we're here for each other, to help lift each other up, 
you know, wipe off the dirt and get right back on our path so that we can serve God in the best ways we can, guys. Like I said, you know, there could be new books one day written in, in, in scripture. We don't know. But what we're doing right now isn't much different than what the apostles, disciples, and the many other people that were mentioned that served their purpose in the Bible did back in the day. We are just those people now that doing what we need to do at our time that they did in theirs. So stand up, be proud, shout the Lord's name at the top of your lungs. Be proud, be honored that we are in this war together and that we were chosen to be here and never fear and never have anxiety knowing that if God chose you to be here at this moment, you're going to succeed. You can guarantee that God never lies. All right, guys, I want to thank you so much um, for being here today for this bended knee. Um, just to remind you guys, I will be back tonight. Um, Scott's going to be uh, um, interviewing me tonight, and we're going to go over some pretty phenomenal things that we noticed that have taken place over the last week that you guys may not have seen or may not have known about. We had a long discussion about this last night, and we're going to continue this discussion this evening. So you do not want to miss it. And then after that, I will be on Kilted Christian for Non-Mensa Monday with the Conley. So uh, prepare for a little bit of snark tonight on Bards FM and prepare for a whole lot of snark and laughter on Kilted Christian this evening with the Conley. Guys, I love you very, very much. I want to thank you so much for joining us for this bended knee. Have an absolutely beautiful day. I love you all, and God bless. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we 
bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. All right, guys, before I get into music, um, I want to do another quick little prayer. Um, I see that uh, Steve Cusick, who is one of our beloved family members has lost his pet. And uh, man, I have a soft spot for that, along with Divas Prosser, um, as well as High Vistas, who have lost uh, a little fur buddy recently too. So I'm just going to do a quick little prayer, if you don't mind. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask, dear Lord, that you just comfort it during these times. We have had many people in our family and many people around this world that are losing someone or things that are close to them. And animals being one of those things, dear Lord, that you blessed us with. You you gave us something that just gives pure love, and that would be the pets that we have. And the loss of our animals, dear Lord, is just as hard sometimes as it is a family member because we come really attached to them. They become part of our lives. And I've been through this myself, dear Lord, and many people reached out for me, dear Lord. So I ask, dear Lord, that you just put it into the heart so those people just to reach out and, and love and a little extra prayer to both Steve, to Divas Proster, to High Vistas, and all the other people that are out there that are going through something similar, dear Lord. We're thankful for all that you've given us, dear Lord, especially our little fur babies who bring us so much joy, love, and dear Lord, it was one of the greatest blessings that you gave to us here on this earth. So I ask, dear Lord, you just reach out and you comfort those that are in similar situations so that they can find a little bit of extra strength and comfort, dear Lord, knowing that uh, they're in a better place, dear Lord, and we will be there soon as well. Dear Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Guys, there's never a, never a wrong time for any just random prayers. And I tell you, I, I lost my uh, my dog um, a couple of years ago, a border collie, um, 20 years old. She was literally one week away from being 20 years old. 
And for those of you who haven't heard her story, absolutely amazing. She was a uh, search and rescue dog who who worked on some of the big hurricanes, Katrina being one of them and Harvey being another one. I tell you, this dog has a more interesting life than I do. And if she could have been able to write a book, it would have been a bestseller. So it's one of those things, you know, and I tell you, this is two years later. And every now and then I'll look down at a photo and I'll just have a little tear fall down my eye. Um, I remember how difficult it was especially right during that passing, how hard it was for me. Even the most manly men in this world will shed a tear for, you know, certain things that are passing, you know. So my comfort and my love goes out to you, Steve, and all of those who are in a similar situation. Um, These are tough times, but they're going to get better. I can tell you that from experience. It took a little while. You'll never, ever forget them, but their love will always be with you. So don't ever forget that. And if you need anything, Steve, um, please reach out to us. I am here for you, brother. All right, guys, let us get into a little bit of music. Every day 
my best but it wasn't much I could have feel so I tried to touch I told the truth I didn't come to fool you and even though it all went wrong I stand before the Lord is so
We walked in a garden, ate from a tree, fell from a world, failed to believe, told of a lie we couldn't see, sent on a quest to return and be free. It's been a while, it could be brief. I've been a sinner and a liar and a thief. I've never met another wonder like thee, see?
I'm grateful that he When came I was a kid, me. someone told me I was living in a world that I would never be able to see. Never thought much of it. Filed it in the back of my subconscious. Proceeded to be living in a dream. Started down a journey where my life was anything but ordinary. And the scariness of living on the edge. Came to become more than my reality and individuality. My days were getting close to the ledge. Now you might be offended by the terminology that I be using. But I use it with intention to be real. I would never tell another person what to think and how to live their life according to the way I want to feel. You've got free will. Use it if you want to. I've got red pills. I sure took a lot of them. The rabbit hole's deep. It doesn't have a bottom. If you want to take a leap, then you better hit the throttle. Not the bottle of the weed or the cane or the speed or the psychedelic elements that everybody needs. If you're looking for the truth, it ain't coming in the pipe. Hoping that it'll calm you down, thinking that'll make you right. They will call me hypocritical, but that's what I expect. I had to live the life I had to live to be corrected and live to tell a tale that I almost never told. The enemy is hoping that your soul will be sold. We walked in a garden, ate from a tree, fell from a world, failed to believe, told of a lie. We couldn't see, sent on a quest to return and be free. It's been a while, it could be brief. I've been a sinner and a liar and a thief. I've never met another one like thee. See, I'm grateful that he she told me that the me. money was a system that they made. It didn't matter what we did, they always got pain. And even though we couldn't see the prison and the chains, that we were all slaves and history remains. Distracted by the movies and the sports and the games. I thought that he was crazy, I still wanted fame. Just tell me what to write and I will put it on a beat. Coulda, shoulda, but I didn't. Then I hit him with the heat, ran away from my family, a little black sheep that would build a wall around him and never get to sleep. Even when I went to high school, they thought I was a geek. Picking fights, getting high, and suspended for a week. I was chilling with the drugs and the thugs on the street. Wasn't looking for the love, I was looking for the freaks. What's the point of even living when you're feeling like a fake? Way before social media was ever gonna break. Way before all the clones and the drones and posts and the Malones and the clicks and the likes and comments and the phones and the tricks and the mics. We rocked them to the bones till we bled from the nose and dropped them to the groans. Every time I'm looking back at you an hourglass, reminiscing about a life I used to live this in the past, I'm alive. I thank God for the trials. I'm glad that it wasn't all smiles. We walked in a garden, ate from a tree, fell from a world, failed to believe, told of a lie we couldn't see, sent on a quest to return and be free. It's been a while, it could be brief. I've been a sinner and a liar and a thief. I've never met another wonder like thee. See, I'm grateful that he came for me. And people will go crazy and things will be strange And we will be divided and live in disarray Society will worry about what everybody say And there will be the voices we're hearing on the news A lot of us are trying to figure out what to choose Get easily offended, society collapsed Community abandoned, sobriety relapsed And fighting over everything and hating to the max With families on the brink and everything is taxed The budget will be shrinking, the rules never lax We feel like it's all coming down on our backs He said that we'll be tested, God's got a plan So never put your faith in the works of a man It doesn't make a difference if I didn't understand my perception is limited and life is too grand and a lot of people love to tell you everything is perfect but i gotta tell the truth because i know that that's a lie the only thing i've ever come to realize that matters is the one and only truth that we all gonna die surrender to the love and i believe in with my everything and there will come a day when i'll be looking to the sky the lord will return with the legion of light so i pledge to the one most high we walked in a garden ate from a tree fell from a world failed to believe told of a lie we couldn't see sent on a quest to return and be free it's been a while, it could be brief. I've been a sinner and a liar and a thief. I've never met another one like me. See, I'm grateful that he came for me. Yeah, that's right.
better believe it. I'm grateful that he can fool me. For you, for us, and for me, for me. I'm grateful that he can fool me. All right, we're going to end up with a little bit of audio slave.
All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us today for this bended knee. I guess I should do a countdown, huh? I should do that while I'm talking. Guys, uh, make sure that you come on over here tonight to Bards FM. Bards and I, I'm going to be interviewed by Bards tonight. We're going to do a little bit of a back and forth on uh, the theories of what we see transpiring around this world. So nonetheless, it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, conversation. We have a lot of fun. We get together, so expect a little bit of laugh, a little bit of snark. So I hope to see you all back here tonight for Bards FM. Scott will be here with me as well. And then after that, I'll be doing Kilted Christian Monday night with uh, the Conley. Now I'm in some Monday. And then we're going to carry the rest of this week through for uh, Brothers in the Bible, kind of a Thanksgiving week, Brothers in the Bible talking about certain scriptures. So I hope that you all join us. I love to see you when you're there. That being said, guys, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. I will see you this evening and God bless.